Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus news, which includes the global brand of FX. We'll be talking about some ABC specials coming to Disney Plus. We've also got some other discussions as well, and we'll be sharing our thoughts on this week's episode of Hawkeye. But before we go any further, if you haven't already done so, make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can find all the news and stuff over there. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, etc. You can also um, hit that little subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms like Spotify and iTunes. And also, as well, if you head over to What's on Disney Plus right now, ending on the main way, webpage, you'll see here you've got the vote in our best of 2021 awards. If you could go and do that and take part in our vote. So you guys are all voting on this. We've got, I think, coming up to over a 1,000 votes right now. So the more people that vote, the better. Um, it's just great to have your response, and we'll be going through that in the episode well on our new year's episode that'll be when we go through all the results um if you haven't already done so you can also support us on patreon or youtube channel members which helps pay the bills helps cover the um hosting of bits and pieces covers all the lights and stuff um so big thank you to sarah for being an executive producer we've also got andrew elliot jacob caleb red Marsman, aero g andrew cody darren and lauren thank you very much for your support while over on the youtube thank you very much to um ricky we've also got baba trolling dave diona cbbc reborn adam um, man manward sorry if i mispronounced that one uh, ben Raphael, j blue my vcr still works bina joshua dawn martin jeremy and sarah again a huge thanks for all of your support and let's jump into it then okay so there's been uh, there's been a lot of little bits of news this week um, first off, let's start off with the big one. Um, yesterday it was confirmed that Eternals is going to be coming to Disney Plus around the world on January the 12th. This date has been rumbling around for a little bit, but um, because of where the source was, it was a Belgian website, so it was a little bit like, well, it could be different, so I didn't quite run it. But yeah, it's now been confirmed. Um, I think it's about 68 days from release. It's not quite the 45 days, um, but pretty good. I think it's actually probably good for January to kind of boost up January a little bit with some more content. Because um, especially this month, there's you know we've got Encanto coming in on Christmas Eve, and we've also got Runs Gone Wrong coming this coming Wednesday, and internationally as well, we've been getting like the Last Jewel. Um, we've had a couple of other uh, things as well, like in Australia they're getting like Antlers, and yeah, they get Antlers next week, so they're getting a few other bits and pieces. So there's lots of stuff dropping in. So yeah, so did you you watch the Turners? You so we're probably going to be watching it again when it drops on the Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I don't think we ever talked about it because we either had an off week or... or yeah. Uh, so we've never discussed Eternals. Um, the, the one thing so we'll we do that one. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that uh, we were guessing it would come out probably around Christmas because that was the 45-day window. Yeah. Uh, but obviously with Encanto... Sorry, my, my cat wants to play with the camera. Um, okay, we took... Hey, we we have dogs. Yeah, we're good. No, yeah, we're good because everyone is literally just as we say record. My dogs decided to start to bark, so yeah, we're having some pet issues today. (laughs) We're having a a zoo today, but um, yes. So yeah, we'll we'll do a full breakdown. I think of Eternals once it comes out on Disney Plus, since we haven't already done so, it makes sense to do it there. um, It'll be it'll be good to have it at the beginning of January, as you said. Um, It. Yeah, I, I was about to jump into like a review of it, but no, we'll we'll talk about yeah. it when it comes out. It it'll be a good thing to watch. It'll help hopefully with maybe a little bit of doldrums in, in January that we've traditionally seen. Obviously, we will be um, watching things like Boba Fett as well. But you know, uh, the last couple of years, January has typically mm. been the uh, I don't know we we gave you everything for Christmas, kind of chill for a bit. Yeah, 
And it's interesting as well, because I was looking at the release schedule for like what's coming up, and it's a little bit like Disney have really gone hard on this final three months of the year. I'm mean, actually, to be honest, since, um, I'd probably say since like um, September, um, we've had Free Guy, we've had Shang-Chi, we had, um, then we ended up what with uh, Eternals, we also had, we've just had West Side Story, we've got Spider-Man coming up this coming week, we've got... Um, uh, was it the Kingsman coming out? We've also had Ron's Gone Wrong, The Last Jewel, The French Dispatch, um, The Night House, a whole host of movie, 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 movie. And then when we go into, uh, once we go past um, two weeks' time for The Kingsman, we're literally talking, there's not another release until March for Turning Red. There might be a searchlight maybe in the middle there. And then after that, it's May for Doctor Strange. They're like really heavily loaded up this month. So in some ways, I'm going, ah, it makes sense maybe for them to push it back. And then I could see like West Side Story maybe dropping in end of February, beginning of March. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I definitely feel like, you know, we've got some stuff coming in, but they're heavily loaded up. So I think in some ways it makes sense for them to sort of stretch these out a little bit more. Because the 45 day, and the people kind of get this a little bit misconstrued of like, they think like 45 day means on day 45 or day 46, it instantly comes to Disney Plus. It's like, no, it just means that that's, they're free to do what they want after that date. Um, they're not sticking to it bang on. I think they're trying to work out because Encanto's got a 30-day um, release. So that one's maybe special for Christmas. They might see how that goes. Um, the fact that they've pretty much, they don't mention Encanto coming to Disney+, Plus, like they don't like talking about it very much publicly. I mean, they even missed off the video this like last week for the, you know, what's coming in, it's simple. I didn't even, didn't, well, don't we, I don't want anyone to know about it. Keep going to the cinema, keep going to the cinema. So um, yeah, it's definitely a bit odd. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed that the 45-day window and the, the occasional special 30-day was kind of more of a uh, a result Guided. of COVID. You know, yeah. people being at home, people demanding content, and now people are starting to be able to get out a little bit more and, and go to the theater, which, of course, what Disney wants, because mm. uh, they make a lot more money at the theater than they do off of streaming, at least at the moment, uh, which is not an insignificant amount to begin with. Mm. Uh, so if they're going to probably keep pushing that window back a little bit not too far we're not going to go back mm. to the olden days of like 180 well, look, days or yeah, a year six, or anything like six that to eight months. But, yeah. but 45 was always like you were talking about just maybe a little bit too short for their liking where you announce it's in theaters now and then kind of under your breath coming to Disney plus 45 days from now you know uh and yeah i'm sure that they they're very worried about oh well it's coming to disney plus in in a month and a half i'll just wait for that well, I mean, they also, I mean, they never used to announce the home video releases till a couple of months. They didn't really used to announce them straight away. Now, it's interesting as well, because there was actually um, this past week uh, that uh, Comcast announced that they're going to be doing a 45-day uh, theatrical window release for their titles going to Peacock. It won't be all of their titles. Some of them are going to have a little bit shorter. Some of them are going to be a bit longer. I think like the the one that um, uh, Christopher Nolan's, I mean, he hates streaming, so it might come in like 2029 or something by the time it arrives on there. Um, so they've announced a 45-day window as a standard without some variation. Uh, Viacom have done the same thing um, with their Paramount Plus. Uh, however, they might have slightly shorter, likely longer on some family films and stuff. Uh, HBO Max has done the same. They're going with a 45-day window for 2022. They're not doing what they've done this past year where it's day and date. I'm going to be honest. I think Disney are going to end up kind of following very similar to this. They might be like, right, everything's got a 45-day a or a 30-day window, and then we do what we want after that. Um, 
the fact that every studio has done this, I think this is new, the new standard. Um, you can't have, I mean, if you've got Universal, Paramount, Warner, and Disney all doing 45, I think we're at that point now where that's kind of like the standard. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, all these companies probably came to this conclusion independently. There might have been a little bit of, you know, talk between teams. You know, how what's working for you? Oh, this is working for us. But there's there's no like consortium going. All right, what's what's the date that we're going to set this? And they all just kind of individually said 45. So that's what the numbers must bear out because this is, this is all the statistics and. Well, they've all been testing, haven't they? Yeah. So. Yeah, they've all been testing over the last like um, year. Um, I think. I don't think the HBO Max system, and while it might be better for it was better for HBO Max subscribers, generally their box office reflected that. I think, and also they can see with the numbers of just a drop, 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 drop. But like I said, they don't like announcing stuff a little bit too far in advance um, of about Ooh. Disney Plus because they they want you to get as a cinema, and it's the same way they used to do it with home video. But like I said, we've seen what's happening in Australia now with the way that they're um, doing their branding for their home video releases now includes Disney Plus in like the dvd digital and disney plus is now like a essentially that's their point then which i think is probably in on right of just treating it the same way as home video they're not worried about people um renting and all the rest of it now because it's it's the same i mean but yeah i, I think the 45 days is definitely going to be the standard probably good disney haven't announced anything but i can't see them doing 30 days yeah so uh, two quick thoughts on that hbo max probably also got a lot of flack from creators because we mm. when it was first announced like all of the directors and producers and writers were like, no, 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 what are you doing to us? I know that the creator of uh, the Dune movie, the most recent yeah. one, was very vocal about, no, this is a theater movie. You need to see this in the theater. You are going to destroy this movie. Um, having seen it, I, I can kind of get it. I think you would get a better experience out of the theater with that mm -hmm. one, but not like like tears level. Um the, and then this, the second thought, which has now completely evaporated from my head. <laughs> uh, well, a lot yeah, of it as well was um, that, that, you know, they're trying to get the money in for these movies. They're not bringing in as much as they are, but the long life, they most movies were losing money once they got past like three, four weeks anyway. So it's just about, and also it's going to, okay. I think it's going to really make a massive difference, especially I would say for the international version of Disney Plus. We've already seen it the last couple of months where you're starting to see like, you know, multiple movies dropping monthly and big movies. You know, I mean, I, like I said, you know, the ones I've already mentioned, you know, we've had the last duel last week. We've got uh, Run's Gone Wrong coming up. I suspect, you know, we're going to have French Dispatch. We're going to have um, Antlers thrown in that as well. And then we'll have the, um, the Kingsman and West Side. You know, and suddenly then you're talking like maybe twice a month you're getting a, a big. And I, I put the searchlight pictures into that as well. I mean, I'd even put like some of the National Geographic documentaries, like the first wave, uh, becoming Cousteau, rescue. Oh, the rescue was an amazing documentary. Um, the first wave I watched this week. You know, these are all. You know, these are cinema quality movies. You know, these are. You know, they. Are, I mean, National Geographic are going for some Oscars this year. If anyone wants to go up against them for documentary, they're going to be hard to beat because the amount of stuff that they've released. But these are all adding up to a massive amount of big titles. Yeah, did the BBC release any big, uh, like a, a David Attenborough documentary? No, they're not. No, I think because everything's kind of, you know, everything kind of got stung and stopped, and there's not yeah, a lot of. Because it, it's normally the BBC, mm. and normally with David Attenborough, yeah. that, that really are the only true contenders to National mm. Geographic when National Geographic is on their game. I mean, they're, yeah, and they're, they're on their game. 
they, they've dropped some some less quality stuff but yeah we'll, we'll talk yeah. a little about some of those uh, later as well yeah. i do remember what i was going to say um i'm not sure what it looks like in in your area but like the dvd aisle in the big box stores has been shrinking it's no longer even an aisle it's normally like two fixtures in a in like an 18 lot aisle it's tiny yeah yeah, they're the tiny, there's hardly anything in there. There's normally a stack full of like Disney DVDs. I mean, we were laughing yesterday, me and my wife, we went up to the high, up to the city to do the last bit of Christmas shopping the other day. And we went for lunch, you know, we sat there eat. And I'm literally, and I'm just saying to her, I said, this used to be the record store when I was at college. You know, it's like now it's a, that's a, a restaurant. And, you know, if you actually wanted, there's literally like one store in the city now to go and buy. And we were only talking last night while watching a hoarding show going, Right, and she goes, "Do you really need all those Disney and Marvel um, Blu-rays that are underneath the cupboard that we've not used?" And I'm like, oh, oh, "No, <laughs> yeah. we're like, oh, no, they've you know they've been there since we moved in, and they were they were in storage for two years, and then <laughs> so it's like you know they and like yeah, I can watch Star Wars anytime I want, and all the Marvel. I mean, yeah, it's it is. I think you know physical. If people are just not what you know, people aren't doing it the same anymore. I I picked up a couple on. Uh, I want to say Black Friday it was actually the weekend after Black Friday, yeah. but um, a couple. I have basically the complete set of MCU mm. um, movie 4Ks, and so none of the shows, but just yeah. the movies. Been picking up the 4Ks when they dropped to like ten dollars on special weekends, um, and a couple of the Star Wars ones, a few other random movies. Mm. But I'm only buying it if I know I'm going to watch it many, many times. Uh, you really get the use mm. out of it. Otherwise, I'm waiting for streaming. Uh, Part of this grew out of like when streaming was really starting to catch on. Uh, so Netflix had already launched, but other services were starting to come in. Uh, my internet connection was not reliable enough to be like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll watch the movie. And this is 1080, not even 4K. Uh, so I was like, eh, I, I still prefer having the physical media here. So I know that uh, if my internet is acting up, I can just pop the disc in and, and watch what I want to watch. Um, but yeah, right now it's literally like only the movies that I'm going to watch many times over the next couple of years. And otherwise, yeah, if I'm going to watch it once or twice, streaming, it's not worth having the clutter in my apartment for that. I mean, it's like James Bond and the new Venom movie. I'm just waiting for the price to drop on the rental. I'm not paying 16 bucks. I don't, I'm not in that zone. But yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those things. So I think we're going to see more of this coming in. There's also um, another little um, announcement from Paramount Plus this past week, which I thought was interesting. They've announced that they're going to be doing 18 live channels. They're, on, they're going to be running for 24 hours a day. Um, they're going to include a curated list of popular shows and movies from across its brands, including uh, MTV, Nickelodeon, etc. And they've previously done this on Pluto TV and they found a lot of success with it. So what they're going to have is they're going to have like um, 18 live channels. So one of them is like kids and family, one's on Star Trek, one's on preschool, one's on Survivor. And they're going to be adding more at later dates. And I, you know, I'd imagine you know, there might be like a South Park one when something comes up. And a lot of people have been asking for this about, you know, live streams of like, I think there's a, there's still a chunk of people that just like to have content like shown to them rather than them having to pick almost like, you know, and this idea of just having a, like a, just a constant stream because it's not, it's, these are not rebroadcasts of the channels on, t on cable. These are like brand new um, channels that just are basically just a, a, a shuffle lift list of, TV shows. I mean, they're not going to take a lot to curate because they could probably just add them all in. You know, they've not got presenters going in between them like on TV or anything like that. 
No, no plans for ads at the minute, but they possibly could do because Paramount Plus has two tiered service for ads. But a lot of people seem to be quite like you know because when I put this like you know would you like to see this on Disney Plus because I know a lot of people, especially kids or people that have got like you know they like putting on movies and they like having a little bit more variety for their kids and just watching the same episode of the same movie over and again. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things where sometimes having, you know, just random content. It's not truly random. You can see the schedule. But yeah, uh, just having this rotating content is something that really helps out. And I, I don't think it's like people really lining up to be like, at 8 o'clock tonight, you're going to get the next blockbuster movie. Or it's the, you know, the old back in the day when yeah. uh, it's like it's the home uh, release for the Lion King. It's the first yeah. time it's on the Disney Channel. You know, before that, you could only kept watch it on the VHS. Uh, it's not quite like that. This is more of just I want something on. I don't really care what's on, or or my kid doesn't care what's on. Just put something, and it, and it's a set schedule. Like we we know we can turn Disney Plus on at six p.m. or when the kid gets home at four or five p.m. and there will be Ducktales on there. That that mm. that's what's going to air. People love that consistency. Obviously. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned it with the Get Back special where yeah. you were getting emails from people like, what time does it air? What time do I have to turn on? Mm. People still have that mindset and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then there's another benefit to this as well. Um, in the traditional cable model, the one that we've used for, mm. for decades, you get a lot of, uh, we call them in the States, all access channels. They're really yeah. like local stations, uh, very low footprint, normally like only get to a couple thousand houses, mm. but these serve a very important purpose of letting a lot of young up and coming filmmakers a chance to get their first kind of professional mm. experience. And when we go to pure streaming, you lose that because nobody's going to to pay you for five college kids to be making a stupid little sitcom that's only going to mm. air at two o'clock in the morning on channel like 980. Uh, it, it's not going to show up on on Disney. So as, as much as we we love praising, you know, the the spark shorts and yeah. the training stuff like that, you need these. And yeah. this kind of pseudo live television could be an opportunity to keep those shows going. Yeah, I hopefully Disney are like looking into options for this. I mean, Disney Life, which was here before Disney Plus, had live streaming of the main Disney channel. So they've done that in the past. Obviously, Hulu do it, but they charge you for that. Um, I mean, I know I have I have satellite television. You know, sometimes you just flick through the channels because you've you got like oh, I got ten minutes or fifteen minutes, and you're just like flicking through the channels or something that will just catch your eye. Um, I actually do it quite a bit with um, like uh, with Apple Music. Um, with just like listening to like almost like radio stations, um, where they you know they, they it's basically like radio, but it's like well I, I could put on a playlist, but you know and I'll use like the, you know their top five you know their top quite often I just listen to like hot fifty country music, so I'll get the top fifty chart, and because it's constantly changing, so it's not me constantly going in. It's a curated list that just keeps changing every single day, so therefore I'm getting. New music, stuff comes in, and you know, stuff that's been around a while might slip out as things are more popular. And it's a curated list, and I, I know, mean, I find I use that a lot with music of using these curated lists um, like that, just because it just allows just a bit of freedom. So hopefully, you know, it might be something. I mean, if they'd never added it, it's not a problem. But I think it's not a bad little feature. It would be interesting because, like, uh, the rare time when I'm I'm listening to streaming music rather than my own MP3s, the uh, I use Spotify, and you mm. can go into it very similar to what you're talking about. I assume Apple can do this too. Yeah. 
where you go, okay, I'm I've been listening to uh, you know this this Taylor Swift song a lot. Yeah. Uh, get, make me a playlist of music that is like this song, and then they use their algorithms. And they go, okay, yeah. people who've listened to this have also been listening to this, 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 and this, and you can be introduced to all sorts of new music. Now, does that apply to a Disney Plus, Paramount Plus platform? No, but that might actually be really interesting. Be like, hey, I really love uh, Big Hero Six Season Two Episode Five. I, I just picking yeah. random numbers here. Uh, show me stuff like that, and yeah. and it does its algorithm. It's like, well, people who loved that episode love these as well. Uh, mm. It doesn't work quite as well with content that's supposed to be viewed in order, but yeah. it'd be a fun little thought experiment. I don't think they'd ever actually do that, but it'd be it'd be interesting to see. And Netflix, they have a little like play something buttons that just like randomly pick something to watch. Um, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, you don't end up watching Coco Melon. It's just, I think it's just the idea, really. And then you go straight to Squid Game. It's, I think it's just that thing of some people just like having content put in front of them. Um, so that, that's, that's pretty cool. No, it, yeah. It's definitely the um, I stayed home from work or school sick at, at one o'clock in the morning and I'm on the couch and I don't want to think about this. So we're just going to. We're going to put the prices right and family feud on for the next six hours. And just I mean, I'm out of times. So I'll flick through the TV and like and my wife's been going on me of like flicking through and then like Back to the Future or Transformers movies are on. And I'll just sit there and she goes, you've seen these before like a thousand times. And I'll sit there for 20 minutes and then, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And then you suddenly, oh, you're waiting for a TV show to start at six o'clock. And you you sit there watching, you know, just Transformers for 20 minutes in like in the middle of it. You know, <laughs> not even, and yeah, it's just I think it's just, you know, a different way of watching. But I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, moving on from there, um, a little bit of um, an interesting one this week. So. The Adventures, Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Now, this one um, was announced back at uh, last year's Investors Day, and we got the trailer at Disney Plus Day last month, and it's coming to Disney Plus on Friday, the 28th of January. Now, earlier this week, they actually even put out a poster with a date on it. And if you go into Disney Plus in the US, you will see, and in Latin America and Canada, it will still say January the 28th. However, if you go into Disney Plus in Australia and Europe, we're getting the 25th of March. Now, this is obviously this is built into Disney Plus. Um, so there was a bit on the lines of, well, they this if this is an error, it's on them. It's not, you know, it's like they put this out. You know, I put the story out there. It's been nearly a week. It's still there. It's you know, every day I've been checking to see if they've updated it. Because even the composer tweeted at me saying, No, it's 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 false. It's like, yeah, but it's in the app. Mm -hmm. I you know, I'm not making this up, it's, it's in the app. And it's like, well, it's still there. I've reached out for clarification. I haven't heard anything back, which I'd, I'm wondering if this movie's like delayed for some of us. I don't know if it's because of subtitles or uh, things like that, which is, I find really annoying when the, if that is the case for us, because I mean, we can understand American quite well. I mean, I know I have to have a translator for you, um, you know, because of this massive difference in our language. I mean, it's like, okay, I understand it maybe not being available in France if they've not got the French dubbing or the French subtitles, but English? <laughs> it's like, why? That doesn't make any well, sense. Yeah, the problem is a lot of the time those subtitles aren't free for you and me. They're for people who are hard of hearing or um, who need the extra processing. So, yeah, it, it's definitely... Uh, yeah, but sometimes it would be the same. I mean, other than the, I mean, if it's just a case of U's and Z's, that seems a bit um, excessive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, the problem is the subtitles aren't aren't 
there for us. They're for people. Yeah. English is a second language and need that extra time or people who can't hear. And obviously, if you can't hear and you're watching a movie and they don't have the subtitles, you don't have any idea what's going on. Well, they're going to have to have English subtitles for America. So that's right. closed caption. Except yeah, they're going to have to. I, I, I don't. I like, I understand if there is a problem. You know, they why they haven't got it in Norway, for example, because they couldn't get. And that happens a lot with Disney Plus. Actually, happens a lot more than people realize with the originals, where things get delayed. But more so on the on the smaller titles, you know, things like Insider or the documentary kind of things. But on this, you know, this is a big movie. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping this is wrong and they fix it and they work it out. But I don't, and I specifically don't like the idea of them delaying it for Europe. And Australia um, by two months, if there's no difference, um, you know. I mean, unless there's got a lot of acting differences, I don't know. It just, it just, um, the fact that this is still here in Disney Plus, you know, four or five days after I made it aware to people was, and I, you know, we've reached. It's like that's not good sign. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good sign. It is also worth keeping in mind, though, when you look at something like this, you're like, well, well this is a super easy thing to fix. Just go in and, and update the the whatever file you're storing mm. the date in, a database or a JSON file or whatever it's in. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that while it is super easy, uh, the people who handle these things probably have much more higher priority items that they need to attack first. And you're mm. like, oh, this will take five seconds, but uh, that's five seconds they're taking away from other. And yeah. Uh, and working with people like this uh, in, for a different company, like, yeah, getting people to do the trivial stuff is actually sometimes harder than the big stuff, especially when it is only a five seconds to fix. Like, did, they, they will stubbornly dig their heels in and be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. It's too easy, um, yeah. it, which really sounds weird if you're not in, in that industry. Like, why not? Just, but yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very tricky one. I'm like, I say, it's, it's, a, for me, it's more about the fact that of how long it's been up in the app is like the longer it's up in there, it's like okay, that's a bit of. So hopefully they, this gets fixed and we do get it at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it is disappointing to see if that is going to be the case for this movie. Um, I yeah. hope it's just a typo or a misentry or mm. somebody was kind of uh, you know hedging their bet because they weren't sure and it will get updated properly and mm. everybody gets it at roughly the same time. I, we definitely don't want to have to harp on why is it available in this region and not available in this region again we've been talking about yeah. it since the beginning of disney plus and they've been getting much much better about how yeah before disney plus when we were doing disney yeah. to be like well this week i will be talking about uh this movie but roger doesn't get to see it till next week and then you would get the marvel movie a week before yeah me, well yeah. i mean this is it i mean i, I mean i'm going to be watching spider-man on wednesday because um, it comes out Wednesday here. I know, so I think it's Thursday for you guys out there. Uh, I, the, the, the midnight release is on Wednesday. So. Yeah, I mean, I got like 9 a.m. on Wednesday, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty much good to go. But then also like Nightmare Alley. We ain't getting it till the 22nd of July, of uh, 22nd of January. We're getting a whole month later. And we got Venom two weeks later. It's, so, it's you know, it's, it swings around about it. You literally get one, you get the other. It's very strange how this all works. But yeah, it's just it's just disappointing with this. Um, I'll, I'll just jump in and add really fast. I actually don't have tickets for, for No Way Home <sighs> because my theater is completely sold out. Well, actually, you um, know what? Are we, which yeah. is great for the theater, but I'm like, okay. Uh, you know I, what? I, I have to see it after. I had a look yesterday um, to see it at my theater. And there's in my, the time I'm going, is like there's only eight or nine seats sold because it's on literally like every half an hour. Now, that said, I live in a coastal town in the middle of winter in the UK. There's not a lot of tourists around, so it's very quiet. But 
yeah, um, why I was trying to rush to get my ticket and this website was down. And like, I looked yesterday and why did I bother? Like, the whole cinemas, there's like 200 seats left, <laughs> yeah. which is actually going to be really good because unfortunately, like, all the restrictions of face masks and stuff have all come back into place as of yesterday here in the UK. Um, so I'm actually, in, to be honest, I'm, I'm glad that it's not going to be a full house. It's, I mean, I'm going to be able to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, with just a lot less people, unless people making noise, and you know, I mean, that's the trouble we get to cinema. People, I, people in there. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've complained about it plenty, and I'm sure people think, oh, it's just because this is a Disney Plus podcast. You're trying to dump on theater. I'm like, no, I genuinely am not enjoying the experience at this point. Um, there are seats available in, in mine, but they're normally the ones that are like, <laughs> or, or when I first saw the, the original X-Men movie, so back in 2000, I watched the X-Men, and the only seats left in the house were the front two corner. Oh, so, we had that for Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> I, I spent half the movie going, Patrick Stewart's nose is huge because it was all distorted from my angle. And also, and then when you have the 3D math with the 3D glasses on, you're like, this is horrible. Why did I bother? But nevertheless, right, that's and, enough any, dumping. Anyway, uh, point being, I may not be able to see it uh, the, the week it comes out, uh, but yes, we'll see what happens. Right. Okay. Let's shift now. Um, there was an announcement this past week, which was a bit of a, a bit of a, this came out kind of nowhere and a kind of people are going, but this is something of nothing. And another people are going, this is massive. So Disney announced that they are turning F or FX is now going to be a global brand for both linear and streaming on both in the U S on Hulu, Star Plus, and Disney Plus in all other territories. Um, FX on Hulu is just going to be rebranded FX, and it's going to be the remaining, and it'll be the the next day home for all of the linear stuff off the US. But they're pretty much, I mean, even, you know, they said they want to you know, turn this, this brand evolve into connect with international audiences on Disney Plus and Star Plus, and... The fact that they're, I think they're, they're getting about 30 new originals in 2022, 25 of them scripted, five of them unscripted. I think they've kind of got to that point now of going, because FX, I mean, I don't think some people quite realize, but FX actually isn't really much of a brand outside of the US. You know, we, we didn't have the FX channel. It was Fox. It wasn't, wasn't FX. So we had all those shows, but they're all on different networks, all on different channels. And so if they didn't really push the fact that it was that you weren't really paying a lot of attention. I mean, you know, when something like Glass House comes up in front of, you know, those little things that they get all the production companies, you know, you know, most people don't pay any attention to them. So that's all it was. So FX hasn't really been a brand, but they've now decided to turn FX into its own brands. It's going to be a global brand. They're going to, I mean, you start seeing it on Disney Plus over here. Um, you know, they're really now starting to, on, on all the bits and pieces that they're doing, they are now putting on the fact that it does actually say um, FX on it. Because for a while, they, you know, the logos weren't on it, but um, they're really going to push it. Um, now, this has got me thinking about whether or not this is getting ready for maybe a shift in how they're presenting Disney Plus internationally with this star button. Um, whether or not they start adding in like Fox or 20th Century at some point. Because in my opinion... Star has become so crowded, you can't find anything because there's probably seven to eight hundred things in here, and then you have Star Wars, what with not even 40. You know, it's it's a big thing, so I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if FX they start making a little bit more of it. I mean, at the minute, you just have this little FX logo here, and there's a little FX logo here, so there's not really a huge amount of branding, but I think in the future, I could, and if they're giving us like here in the UK. 
30 original series next year. They're going to want to make this a bigger, a bigger thing. Um, and I admit, I've, FX is a, is a, I mean, I've watched a few things over the years, but I definitely feel like, you know, it's, it's going to become one of the, the bigger brands of, of like Disney Plus internationally and, and obviously of Hulu as well. There were a couple of years there, uh, maybe even longer than that, actually, where FX was really one of the top premium channels uh, on mm. American television, which was even better because it, it didn't come with a premium subscription. It wasn't like HBO where you had to go and get it specifically. I think I think most companies did have it where it was, was part of an extra package, mm. so it wasn't based and you had to pay a little bit extra, but it came with like 20 other channels. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a time when I was always checking to see what was coming up on fx because they had some great shows on there uh i'm pretty sure fargo was on there uh i think the gifted aired on there uh, yeah that's a good show yeah the, i loved both of those shows um i uh, no i was gonna say the walking dead but that was on the uh that's TMC. amc i think AMC, sorry not tmc it's a completely different channel um yeah but fx ha- has had that reputation here in the states of generally having more mature content that's better produced more for adults uh definitely push the boundaries of the difference between uh you know cable and premium television i can see why they want to do uh to kind of push that out and as as you said kind of helping to delineate between uh brands within star or within hulu here in the states will help uh you brought up a good point with uh, it getting a bit crowded. Obviously, that is uh, that is a new complaint that we yeah. <laughs> probably hear more frequently. But it, it is the it's the flip side of going from not nearly enough content to an abundance of content, and it's very obvious that their interface needs to be updated to reflect all this new content and being able to find things. Honestly, I don't think any of the streaming companies have figured this one out yet. Uh, Netflix yeah. still struggle, struggles with it. HBO Max, well, HBO Max struggles with a lot of things. In terms yeah, of I mean, I think like, I mean, I think most like like Peacock and Paramount Plus are kind of in the same situation with Disney, where they've got they've got established brands and channels, and they've got an established identity for them. Um, Amazon and Netflix don't really have that. Um, so like um, Netflix, obviously everything's just a Netflix, so therefore they don't have that branding. Um, whereas Disney have kind of done that and they've been, they've been masters at this. They've been doing it for a while. I mean, it's like here, you know, I'm here on this screen right now on, on star, you know, you got an ESPN, 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 you got FX, you then got 20th century. You then got kids TV. You've got 20th century here. You've got, um, you know, the new Onyx in here. Then you've got touchstone. You've got, it's like a, just a sea of content. The trouble is if it's not on this home page, it's getting harder and harder to find it because there are just, there was so much content on here that it's, and I, I, you know, and then you, you, you laugh because then it's like, you know, you do go into, you know, it's like um, Pixar. I mean, there's only got what, you know, because there's some shorts and, you know, maybe 20, 20 movies. It's, there's just a lot of difference in what they've got there. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's not uh, a thing against Pixar. Their, their content is quality. There's a reason they're one of the pillars. Yeah. It's, it's because people want to watch their movies. They want to watch the shorts. But yeah, when you look at it, like the Pixar library only has twenty something movies in it. It's got uh, some some little spin off bits too. It's got the the DVD extra pieces, the shorts and things. But yeah, the the, the level of difference in quantity between Star and Pixar, or or even Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars they they're adding to it, but it's eleven movies. 
uh, a handful of shows uh, and a few specials. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I, I am, I think we're at a point where I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if star got a bit of an upgrade, like in February time, when it comes up to the annual thing of the going, yeah, we're going to have a 20th studios or 20th century area and a search like area and then FX area. And then you can kind of use star as the catch all of everything else that doesn't fit into that. Um, I, 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 def I, I just feel like now we're getting into, and if they want to make, it's just a bit of a, a random thing about saying FX is a global brand. And what are they going to get? A collection? It doesn't, doesn't really sound like much of a um, boost up internationally just to have that. So I think we are going to see a change, but hopefully we're going to have to wait a little bit on that one. And a couple of other quick bits before we um, head into some of the reviews. Um, so it literally was like revealed yesterday that we've got a brand new series. Now we knew it was coming. We knew this one was coming since last month. But National Geographic's The 80s, which is um, a six-part um, series all about the 80s. So it's something I'm definitely going to be watching because I grew up in the 80s. One of the things which was very interesting was, now I bring up the artwork. The, season, the uh, special premiere is the first, the first of January, getting the first episode. And I think there's episodes dropping every single day that week on National Geographic. But looky here, all episodes streaming December the 31st. This is only for the US. In, um, at the minute, it doesn't apply internationally. But this is a big shift. This is a big shift in now let's debut a show on Disney Plus and then we're going to release it afterwards. You know, it's always been the opposite way around, but now things are sh things are changing. I would consider this an experiment, obviously. Mm -hmm. they, they'll see how it goes. Uh, it's also worth noting it's a National Geographics and they've always kind of used uh, National Geographics as their testing for yeah. when they can shift releases around. Uh, technically, I grew up in the 80s. I mean, I was born back in 82. Uh, I don't really remember the 80s very much. I, I consider myself more 90s, but yeah, but I'll be watching. But then this. everything, I always think like that though. You, I think you quite often grow up with the stuff from the previous generation. I know yeah. when, I, when I watch like 70s documentaries, a lot of the toys and the merchandise and the and the music and the, the gadgets you kind of had in your house growing up because they right. all like carried on. But yeah, I'm. Absolutely. it's more the, I mean, I'm going to watch this because you know, it looks good because of, of, it's about the 80s. Well, I, I just really like the idea of them. They keep changing up with this uh, release schedule. They're not. They're not happy with what they're doing. They know that they've got to. It's like just make the decision, guys. You know what you need to do, but you're not willing to do it. <laughs> it, it. It's probably a combination of not being happy, but also what works best. I mean, not all of it is, is strictly going to be some executive going. Um, it's got to be day and date, or I'm not happy with it being in front of, or I'm not happy with it being behind and all this. It, there, there literally is a lot of experimentation involved in what works. Because um, while Netflix has been streaming for quite some time, this combination streaming and live television platform is still relatively new. And, and all the companies are still exploring what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be seeing experimentation in the release schedules for at least the next year. Uh, yeah. Speaking of experiments, <laughs> let's move uh, now. Which, which one are we talking about? Because there's right. several. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to the next experiment, which we've um, found out earlier today, was Disney has announced a whole host of the ABC holiday specials. Mm -hmm. um, this past week, and then it released the Christmas Light Fight. I'm trying to say that one. The Christmas Light Fight um, on Wednesday. Really, not really much announcement. Then on Friday, they released live in front of a studio audience, 
though you never find it because it's buried. It's not even on the uh, thing. And then in the coming weeks ahead, we've got the CMA Country Christmas. That was kind of announced on their Twitter that it was available, but it's not actually coming according to their schedule to the 21st of December. You're getting the the, the wonderful world of Disney, the hot, magical holiday celebration on Christmas Eve. We kind of knew about that one anyway. The Magic Maker, which came out um, at Thanksgiving. The very, the very boy band holiday is coming on Christmas Eve. That's just been released on ABC. Um, and something coming, West Side Story. That's not West Side Story. It's the making of documentary that um, they, that 2020 ABC News put out, and that's coming on Christmas Eve. So it's like, hmm, this is different. This is a little bit. I mean, they're all like sometimes weeks after they've aired, and they're all available on Hulu right now. But we're seeing a little bit of a, like a, some content sharing going on with Hulu and ABC, and I can't help but feel like this would none of this was in the announcements from November. This has all been slid into the release schedule. Um, yeah, uh, this is a. I think this is a big shift. I think this is a little bit of um, the wake up that they were getting last month with all the shareholders of kind of people saying we want some more content on Disney Plus for um, adults. And what would we, you know? We've said you know they need to raid ABC a bit more and get some of the family friendly stuff. I mean, I'm like that's a great list of stuff because that's stuff. I mean, that's like stuff that adults would watch, and it's not about it's not about you know it's not an FX branded show. You know, these are just family-friendly shows. You can watch them with your grandparents, you can watch them with your kids, you can watch them with anyone. They, you can watch them as a couple. And it was just like, wow, you know, that's like eight to nine different specials. Now, obviously, as well, they're holiday, so they've only got a limited window of opportunity. They've only really got like four or five weeks of use, and then they're kind of dead. I mean, it's why like Christmas again and Under Wraps arrive, and all the Halloween and Christmas specials have been arriving much quicker. This to me is like this is a this is a shift. We've never seen them do this with ABC stuff before. Yeah, I think that's the important part of this. Obviously, it'll be good to have the specials, and you can have them available whenever you want to watch them. So I would suspect they might go. I, at some I, I was point. thinking yeah. more about the yeah. Christmas time, as you said. Yeah. Uh, the, these are seasonal. I would not expect them to last long into January, and if they do, they're certainly not going to be on the front page. No, um, no. I was, I was thinking more like if you're having a, a family holiday. Uh, yeah. Christmas Eve, you want to put something on, you can you put on one of these specials. That that's what I meant with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the content sharing with Hulu. Uh, we know that Comcast and Disney have been talking about the contract a lot lately. Mm. And of course, the the news is like, no, we're happy with the way everything is. Let, let's just let, push this off until negotiations. But there have been those little talks that uh, okay, we need our content over here, we being Disney, we need that that content uh, moving over to Disney Plus, and Comcast wants that content moving over to Peacock. Uh, so there could be some kind of unofficial, under the table kind of, uh, okay, you you pull these over here, and then we'll be allowed to take some of these over to our. Well, maybe they're just allowed to, and they just never been they never wanted to. I mean, that well, might be the other thing. Well, there's there's allowed. And there's yeah. allowed, you know, there's the yeah. allowed as in like a contract contractual sense. Yeah. And then the allowed in the you, technically you can do it, but we don't want to annoy our partners yeah. kind of thing. You know? Yeah. But to me, this feels a lot along the lines of some executive. I could just, you know, got this executive meeting in my mind where, you know, we've gone down million billions in stock. How do we get more stuff onto Disney plus without annoying, you know, our 
um, you know, we're, we're annoying everyone. Like, quick, have a look. What have we got on ABC coming up? We got all these holiday specials. Get them on there. <laughs> Just throw some stuff on this, you know. So we, it's like A is an experiment. Are they going to see what the numbers are? What are the views doing? I think if they want to do a proper experiment, you need to kind of say them. It might be I'll put them on the homepage. It might be at least or at least mention it and not putting like I mean even on you know, like the branding here. You know this here available the next day on Hulu. There's no mention here. Oh, it's also coming to Disney because this I don't think this was a this was a, this is a last minute decision. Um, yeah, this, this, <laughs> this smells of. Let's get these on there right away. Throw throw some banners up and and get it done. Now that said, I wouldn't be surprised if the week of Christmas we had a little subheader. You know, one of the rows in Disney Plus that's just like new holiday specials, and and all yeah. of these are in there. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. again for the you're gathering with the family. You just want to put on you know the Arendelle Yule log, and then there's these other ones that kind of go alongside it. Yeah, I mean, like it's important to note this is currently only for the US. We don't yet know if they'll be available internationally. They might be more likely on like can in Canada. Um, again, Europe and Asia and Asia and um Australia sometimes are a little bit funny on this stuff. I hope they do. Um, but music's always a little bit more funny in terms of licensing and stuff. I'll be honest, for me, I'd quite like listening to the country Christmas. That'd be the other the one I, I, I'd probably yeah, well, go for. When I saw the CMA, I was like, that one, that, that's Roger's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought I'd quite like to watch that one. Um, yeah, so but things like this, it just makes sense for them to. And I and I wonder if they've started looking right. We need to get some start some start sharing. And now this doesn't necessarily mean they're going to start sharing like Doogie Hauser and the Wonder Years and you know you know the Family Guy and all the rest. Well, not necessarily Family, but all those kind of shows over from Hulu. But this is a big shift. Um, and I think this is a shift of. And I always said, the con because this concept of mature content doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, the strain and Deadpool. It can be, you know, we you know they have that TV fourteen listing in the US. Use it, use that, you know. And why not use some of these con? And it's like this, it's basically it's free content. They've made it. It sat there. It's only this. It's like you know, this is literally like rotting fruit right now, where it's it's only got four weeks of life <laughs> you might as well you know try and make some pie out of it <laughs> try and use it up before on the first of january all of this stuff is completely obsolete and just going in the bin i i think the uh the metaphor most of us would would go with is you know the bananas are going bad so your mom grabs them all up and throws them into a banana bread and cooks it right there that that was always our thing because yeah. bananas go bad so fast and we had a lot of banana bread yeah. See, we, we, I grew up with apple trees in the garden. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, what do you, sorry, not to go too far off. What, what do you do with them? Do, do you turn them into a pie? Do you turn them into a... It was usually applesauce or... Oh, I think my dad turned them into pie, but it's mainly just buckets of applesauce. I, I like yeah. applesauce as a kid. I don't think I like that much. Just <laughs> loads of it. But yeah, so I think just generally this is going to be a big shift. But as I said, you know, with... You know, we're seeing some changes. So we're definitely seeing some changes. Right. Okay. So I think that's going to pretty much wrap up the news side because I realize, you know, we're, we're 50 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about um, some of the shows and stuff we've been watching. So let's shift gears now. Um, what have you been watching? Because we'll do Hawkeye last. What have you been watching over on like Hulu and Disney Plus? Uh, so other than Hawkeye, the main ones I watched, uh, The Rescue. Uh, that was several weeks ago. I'll just say it was fantastic. Um, Roger covered most of it. Yeah. Uh, a couple episodes absolutely worth watching mm -hmm. i was really afraid that um it's like since it happened so recently relatively speaking they're like yeah whatever they, they don't have enough information but it really did go in depth so yeah. great watch and then sticking with that theme 
I watched the first two episodes of Welcome to Earth with yeah. uh, Will Smith. Again, you talked about that last week. The scenery in that is gorgeous. I mean, this this is National Geographic's with their best cameras, uh, filming the best locations, like going to the volcano, uh, swimming with sperm whales, uh, etc. They they looked amazing. Uh, if I have a complaint, it was that the music was really dramatic. Like, they, yeah. they, especially right at the beginning, like. Uh, you were half uh, expecting the aliens to turn out. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> Welcome to Earth is actually just Independence Day, and he, he's he's giving the alien a tour rather than punching him in the, the armored yeah. face. Uh, and then I felt like some of the transitions were obtrusive, where you'd be you see the beautiful volcano, and then Will Smith's face going, uh, you know, right up in in there, saying something dramatic, and then. Um, his guide talking about being blind and what it feels like to to feel sound and things like that. Okay, he, he, being a little dramatic here, let's go back to the scenery. That said, uh, still very much worth watching. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what they do with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Limitless when that comes out. Uh, Great series. Really? I'll always be like, yes, yeah. check out. I know there was, I think I was reading something the other day, I think it was on like Variety or something, about how the National Geographic, I think with the boost from Disney, um, they've been able to get some bigger stars and they're really like leaning in on getting big celebrities to kind of do these shows. And I think they're finding, you know, where according to Jeff Goldblum, Chris Hemsworth, and this one with Will Smith, you know, these are all Disney Plus money. You know, they're, they've got a little bit more flex with them, and I think they're enjoying kind of having having that. Um, they're great series. I think, you know, that's um, it's, it's a very well-made document. And the one where they go, he goes in his scuba, is that dive thing underneath, amazing. What, what's fascinating to me about that, I remember this from uh, the Men in Black 2 commentary, of all things, is that Will Smith hates being underwater. You know, uh, they mention it briefly here as well. But, you know, that was a whole thing, because there's a scene where they they... Uh, he and Tommy Lee Jones get like submerged in water, and apparently the production team was just having one heck of a time getting Will to do it because he, he just—I think he's terrified of water. He's just, he yeah, can't, just I don't think he can swim, and you know, and his confidence in water is just not there. Um, I, and I kind of wish they had played that up a little more in this, rather than the dr dramatic, both uh, you know, close-ups of the the deep. Uh, dangerous things about to happen boys i wish they'd kind of gone you know this is a really big deal to me because i hate being underwater yeah and i'm doing it i did actually find a thing with him as well if you could tell that thing if he started with fresh print so young you know he didn't have that time exploring um as as a young adult and so he kind of you know he didn't he's, he's kind of quite scared of a lot of stuff um but you know i, I mean i like this i and i said this last week of like for me this series was a little bit more of like um a bit of a like he just went on the bigger version of my trips of just, you know, cause I've done the stuff with the volcanoes and the, and the shark diving and the kayaks and all the rest of it. So I've, I've done a lot of the stuff he's done and I could completely relate to how he was feeling, but yeah, yeah. an incredible show. Yeah. He just did more extreme versions. Yes. Um, <laughs> anything else you watched this past week on Disney? Um, nothing new. I, I plowed through uh DuckTales season three. Uh, Anybody who's got nostalgia for that show for the you know the 1990s and and it, Gargoyles, um, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, mm -hmm. all of those 
check out uh, the most recent DuckTales. It's I'm gonna be honest. I am having I'm having a bit of a '90s throw at myself. I've somehow managed to binge through like five seasons of Seinfeld in the last couple of weeks. I'm going for a bit. Just, I loved that show when it was out when when it was out earlier, and I I've always loved that show. I had them all on DVD, so I'm really enjoying it. But as far as Disney Plus goes, um, watch the new episode of Dope Sick. You know, we had the new episode drop on on Wednesday, and we're gonna do a, probably a full breakdown of the whole series once that it's all finished after Christmas. I gotta say, this this is such a it's a highlight for me of the week. Of literally, it's like my wife gets home. We've set, we've done the dinner. It's sit down, and it's like first thing. No, we're watching Dope Sick. I want to watch it. This is like. We're watching it together. I'm really enjoying this series. The, the, the like just seeing Michael Keaton in like rehab and how he's ha- struggling with it. And you know, then he get he comes out and he kind of relapses because this you know the the, the rehabs aren't built for you know the procedure of dealing with people with opioid abuse and just how evil like you know the company is because if you're trying to delete emails before you get them or after you've read them, you're trying to hide something. That means you do it. You know, if you weren't doing something wrong, you wouldn't be trying to hide it. That's but an amazing, an amazing series. And I really can't stress of how much I'm enjoying that one. This really is uh, Hulu or stars Mm. um, version of Chernobyl, which was a fantastic series a number of years ago. I've mentioned it in relation to the series before. It's absolutely terrifying. Uh, Mm. And, in ways that you're normally not used to being terrifying. Yeah. When you think of terror, you're thinking Alien or Nightmare on Elm Street or you know, Slash Reflex. This is this is pure psychological. Like, mm. wow, all the people who could have stopped this just didn't. Yeah, and speaking of Chernobyl, um, I also started watching another new series this past week. Um, Hot Zone, Hot Zone Anthrax. Um, now in Australia, and New Zealand, you guys got the host season on Disney Plus. I'm here in the UK. We're getting it on. We've got it on National Geographic. So I've been actually watching it on telly um because and it's like i'm sure it'll be dropping at some point so hot zone season one was a star original but season two they've not done it with over here so i've watched the first episode again um this is all about just the attacks after 9 11 um and i'm i've watched the first episode again another really great series from national geographic i'm really enjoying this one um have you checked that one out not yet, but I definitely am interested in seeing this. I lived in uh, or near Washington, D.C. when this happened. Yeah. Uh, and I remember it happening and, and them being all freaked out and post offices closing and Congress, mm. you know, closing sessions and stuff. And then it just kind of disappeared. They just yeah. started. They just stopped talking about it. And I mean, I was in college at the time, so and I wasn't very political or cared anything about yeah. these kind of things like, other than, you know, be careful of your mail. Do you check your mail before you open it kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't really get much thought to it. So I actually, even though I lived through this in very near vicinity, I know very little of what, about what happened. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but again, like kind of Chernobyl disc yeah. in that sense of like, uh, I'm kind of worried that I'll watch and be like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't know about this. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and maybe give. Well, there's actually some, but, some but the opening scene. Time. Yeah, I mean, literally, the opening scene is like almost like Chernobyl because it's taking place in in Russia and it just looks like it. But yeah, an incredible. So I'm looking for. I've only watched the first episode. There's six episodes. So I'm going to be watching it over the coming weeks. It's going to be. A bit, it's a bit of a slow one. I'll probably be watching. It'll probably take me a while to get through that one. Another thing I watched this week was the first wave. So this was a documentary. It's arrived on Disney Plus internationally. On it was a Sunday release. This one dropped just after we did the podcast. Um, it's on Hulu in the United States. 
So this one here is, takes place in a, in a hospital in Queens in New York, all about the first wave of COVID. Um, an incredible documentary, um, very real. I mean, the, the nurses and stuff are in just in just tears. You know, I mean, we're dealing, you know, you up close looks at people dealing with low COVID. You know, there's dead bodies in here. It's and the, 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 the staff are just in tears, just dealing with it. I'm just uh, angry. There's a little bit in here as well with some of the riots and stuff that was going on around the same time. Um, hard-hitting documentary, really hard-hitting. Um, not for everyone, but this is, you know, this was, um, it's, it's, it's probably a lot. I, t I wish more people would watch it because I think some, a lot of people need to watch it. But on that note, we're going to move on. <laughs> um, so let's I, I just, just, I'll just yeah. note, I am not planning to watch it at this yeah. time. It's too too raw for me still i i will yeah. probably watch it at some point in the future but yeah moving on. yes so let's now talk hawkeye episode four so we're, so we're gonna be going spoilers but we're like five this is a good thing with being on wednesday we've got a little bit longer for everyone to watch it um i, I this was a kind of like a, a bit of a strange episode because i know it's like let's let's get the big thing out obviously having yana liana show up at the end in the last two minutes is what everyone's talking about and everyone's like, yeah it was the best episode of I was like, well, actually, if I take that bit out, the rest of the episode is a much more slow-paced. Um, I, I I preferred last week's episode, which was a bit more action-packed. Um, I enjoy, you know, we kind of went back to just a lot of talking, a lot more development between the between them. I mind the whole thing of them getting a bit drunk after, you know, just relaxing and learning a little bit about each other. But also more about, like, Clint kind of realizing that I don't want to, I don't, you know, and especially, I mean, the whole flashbacks to, you know, Black Widow, what was going on. But they really harpened on about the idea of, you know, of, of him struggling with her death and not wanting her, you know, and the parallels in what they were doing and how they dropped her off the cliff. And um, I, it was a really, it was a really good episode. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't enjoy, I really enjoyed it. But if you take away the, like, the ending we knew was coming, um, it wasn't, I think it wasn't the best episode of the series so far. What about you? So, I mean, it depends on what you're going in for. If, if you're going in for the action episode, definitely, because it's only the last couple. Now, that said, I thought it was a really good action sequence. They had a really good fight uh, going there with the three-way between the yeah. different factions kind of thing. Uh, Maya's involved with it. And I thought that was a really good fight. But, yes, it's only the last couple of minutes. Uh, but I did really like this episode. It, it's the kind of episode that we needed uh, mm -hmm. to... You need to slow things down a little bit because yeah, if it's all pure action, you yeah. get overloaded. Uh, we've seen that plenty of times with these movies. Uh, but like you said, getting to know these characters, the characters getting to know each other, uh, a very just kind of chill Christmas where they're, they're just doing their thing. Uh, I was a little disappointed that the cliffhanger from last episode just was like, oh, oh, you're Clint Barton. Oh, sorry, let me take the sword out of your face. And, and yeah. that was the end of it. It's kind of like, um, that's... That's a anti-climax right there. But it, it led into a good scene with them talking and kind of figuring out where everybody is in relation to each other. Uh, this is the kind of scene that we needed in like the Black Widow movie. Yeah. And also as well, this is the advantage of the Disney Plus series where this pace slows down a bit, lets everyone expand out the characters. We'd get a little bit more like nuance between everyone, find out what's going on. You don't get that in the movie because it's going to move so quick. 
you know, and this is like you say, like again, they're gonna get that little bit more time with the characters. You know that you know that there would have been like a montage if this was or a little scene. I think we're definitely seeing a nice. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But there are certain scenes you knew if this was a movie, you just wouldn't have got like I think like Hawkeye and Kaz in the car. You know that wouldn't have happened because they didn't need it. Um, I still kind of have this thing of like I would like to know what this watch does. You know, them just running around after this thing of like going, I'm not really, I mean, is it the one that t Spider-Man had? You know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's very, very tricky of what, of what, I, I'd like a little bit more explanation here. We're going into the, we got two episodes left. We got one more big reveal to go. Um, I'd like a little bit more. Well, well, I mean, the fact that Kevin Feige at the beginning of the week pretty much said, oh yeah, Charlie Cox is in our MCU Daredevil. Okay, is you just might happen to drop that in just before Spider Man and Kingpin next week. Um, yeah, yeah, um, it, it, that's, it, it, oh, it, that's, that reminds me actually on Wednesday, it's literally going to be Hawkeye finish Hawkeye, get in the car, and drive to the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it, it. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a big day, particularly if uh, uh, Daredevil andor Kingpin show up in either of these. Yeah, um, we'll cover that next week. Yeah, um. But that did remind me, there's something I've, I've been meaning to point out the last several weeks and then keep forgetting to. Uh, we have that really good scene with Clint and his wife mm -hmm. on the phone. And I've really appreciated how this series has had them just be, you know, Talk completely chill with it. Because, you know, the superhero trope is, of course, you've got to hide everything about your life from your, your family and your loved ones and make sure that they are safe. And and these two are really are a team. And even the kids are, are generally understanding, like, oh, daddy is not going to be here for Christmas, but... We get it. He's an Avenger. We're disappointed, but he's obviously doing something yeah. important. And having that open line of communication between them is so refreshing in a superhero story. Mm. I, and I'm also, just really glad. That it's that. also really interesting as well. I feel like of how much they are. I would say empowering women in this series because if you, I mean, he's literally he's reliant on everyone kind of helping him. You know, he's fighting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was one of those. I think obviously with the, the triple threat kind of female fight at the end was like in it but i'm like wow he's really kind of like you know this is this is this is a great story and I, it's just a really great thing because i really enjoyed kate bishop her characters i'm liking her being kind of has that spider-man tom holland feel where you know there's a little bit of youth a little bit more um optimism a little bit more realism um like not quite there and i don't know just just and like you know the thing of like she just catches the lift up you know yeah, and like like in the elevator, just kind of go. Hey, I, I'm working with an Avenger here, you know. And she's, she's you know, she's excited, and and I like because that's I, I, it's real. It makes it feel more real than being, you know, souped up. You know, I mean, the one I would compare it to is obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Even though that had plenty of comedy in it, it was more of like the buddy comedy, the conflict between the two characters. It's still a very much more serious show. Like, yeah, the, the content was more serious. The the threat was much more serious and, and high level. Whereas so far the threat in this is literally just like some Russians are going to beat up Kate because they think yeah. that she's Ronan. And that, and that, that is the threat level until Yelena shows well, up. I, suppose, I think, I think Maya would kill him. I think that's generally the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, but that it's not, you know, um, there's a terrorist organization that's going to uh, try to, you know, destroy this giant monuments or take over the world or it's literally just 
uh, let's get Kate safe and get people not associating Ronan with her so they don't try to kill her. The only thing that is could be interesting with this one is I'm wondering, obviously, if they bring in Kingpin, as we expect them to, whether or not that might set up a lot of the new shows. It's going to set up, obviously, Echo, you know, whether or not it links in with, like, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, or whether or not that he is the ultimate villain, because Tom Holland's been talking about it. You know, it's been, just been ramping up this week. You know, maybe he's like the, I don't know. There's a lot of fun stuff going on, but this one is a lot more grounded and I'm liking that. Um, I'm definitely enjoying this much more realistic version of Marvel, you know, back to basics, back to, you know, we're not facing it. And I'm really enjoying that about this series. I mean, we loved the spectacle of Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki uh, and then Mm -hmm. Wanda being just completely different, just, (laughs) just out there. But it's nice to have the street level one. Uh, the action is generally really good. The the actors are doing some good stuff. We get these these great little character moments. Heck, even Kate just going and having her own scene with the LARPers. Uh, yeah. And okay, we know that she's going to get her costume out of it, and and Clint's going to get his updated <laughs> yeah. costume out of it. Somehow, despite the fact that it'll be like the next day, and I don't think leather working. Can generally go that fast. Let's go. We don't need to worry about the 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 technicalities. You know, you had an arrow that made it into a massive group, big arrow that blew up. I I know. Yeah, there are different hills to die on uh, than that one. Um, It's yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just I'm enjoying it. It's definitely that kind of you know like and we had this with all the series where you have that episode. You know, it has to dip a little bit to get back going up again. You know, they're going to set the tone, set the scale. I, I just feel like there was a, I wish, wish there was a little bit more. I mean, obviously they bring in in the end, but they've already like released a couple of clips and stuff, you know, and her with, and it's like, you know, obviously she's going to, they're going to have to talk at some point and then we know what, you know, they, they kind of align themselves and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I'm just a great, a great episode. Can't wait to watch it this week. It's going to be fun this week. I'm just realizing I've got a really fun Wednesday morning. So I'm really looking forward to this one. It's going to be a good Marvel week. So I've got one question for you. What are your thoughts on Kate's mother? Because uh, we've got a couple scenes with her this this week, too. Well, she phoned somebody up. Um, I, I, my gut reaction is that she's a little, she's probably on a little bit of the take. I think she's, she, she's, um, she might be like maybe Kingpin employs their company for their security. It might not be necessarily that she's evil, but she's taking money. I think she's taking money from Kingpin or providing some. And then obviously, um, it's the fact that she phones somebody. And then obviously, the swordsman is, is, I mean, he's, you know, I'm half expecting him to come out with his Zorro mask um, at some point. Um, but I don't even know how they can get him up to being, because he's been, like, the last three episodes has been so, and he was, you know, he's been nice. I mean, they, I don't, it, it feels like he's a character they needed to leave for later. Um, they need to leave him rather than because it's, 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 I mean, we still really got like nothing about Maya. We've got the Yang in there. We've got the King. It just feels like he's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, we're going to have to see what they do with him. And especially since Clint stole the sword back uh, in this episode, they're obviously going to bring him back for something because he's yeah. going to want to get that, even though it should have been Clint's in the yeah. first place. Uh, I'm very curious to see where they're going to go because they really can go either direction with him, where they can go. Uh, you know, that this is all a red herring. They've been harping up, he's the bad guy, he's a bad yeah. guy, he's a bad guy, so hard that you're kind of like, oh, well, is he actually the bad guy? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Because I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like them to, to um, 
hold off for when if they do a, a Kate show of her own, which you know could very likely to be, that he becomes you know established that and lean into it and kind of give that a bit more time to grow. Um, because obviously she's not really connected to him as a stepfather. She's not, you know, she's starting to, and that's what I'm liking. You know, you know, them like having a little bit more of like uh, oh, you know, like watching them dance and stuff. And you can see this is awful, but actually it's quite, you know, yeah. That scene was a bit awkward, uh, yeah. intentionally, but it, yeah. it was definitely like you, you don't really want to see your parents even or a parents and a step parent yeah. being like all lovey dovey like yeah. that. It, it's uncomfortable. But, but it's also like she's completely like you know about the guy that died, you know, um, you know, with the, with the wherever's original kind of toffee kind of thing. And like, that's all seemed to have just been forgotten. I don't know. It's yeah. just, um, it feels sometimes like, I don't know quite where they get, where we're going. Yeah. I at, least I felt have... like, I, at least felt like with like Falcon and the winter Soldier, you knew where we were going, you yeah. knew what you were, you know, and like Loki was building up this big bad and they had the reveal and they're kind of doing that with Hawkeye, but it's not the, I think the trouble is Hawkeye, but we know who it's going to be. <laughs> so we, we have uh, a very good idea of who it's going to be. Yeah. I think the, if there's a problem with Hawkeye right now, it is juggling a few too many storylines. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the watch. Obviously, there was a very quick view of it in the first episode during the auction mm. scene, and then we just forgot about it for four episodes. So when we got to it this week, I was literally like, oh, right, the watch. Mm. Wait, what watch? You know, th that, that was kind of like came out of nowhere. And, and like you said, the there's other little subplots that, that were mentioned and then not mentioned for a couple episodes and now they're just kind of coming back and it does feel like it might be juggling a little too much and of course you're throwing yelena on top of that you're throwing some other potential characters on top of that it we might get to the end of this and go we really needed another episode to to kind of tie everything up or at least uh set up um young avengers or a, a kate spinoff or or heck even a, a swordsman spinoff or something like that but yeah, uh, depending what they direction they go with the mom, because um, I've got the same general impression. That's why I asked about it. Is is she? She's not evil, but there's definitely things she doesn't want revealed. Uh, that whole scene with her and Clint by the elevator was was like red flags for miles. Well, like I don't know. See that that had that same thing of like this is just a concerned parent. So I mean, she there was a little, there was a threat in there, but there wasn't a threat. And I, I don't know. It's very, it's I kind of at least you could kind of go, you know, that was you know, but then like it's like this whole thing about like Blackwood's like, well, how does everybody know? Because no one knows how she died, right? You know, it's the same thing as well. Like you know, everyone knows she's gone, but no one maybe knows why she's. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. And obviously, the, we're going to find out how you know Yen is going to find out all this out because she's bound to team up. You know, we're going to have that team up. You know, she's. Yeah. I can't see them not resolving that by the end of the series. It it does also seem that people don't know Clint was there when she died, uh, yeah. when Natasha died. It it does seem like the way they talk about Natasha to her uh, doesn't seem like they recognize how traumatic an event that was for him because he was there and saw it happen. Yeah. Uh, I might be reading too much into that, yeah. and it might just be people being completely insensitive and, uh, and not realizing the the sensitivity of. The but then I, yeah, it's like that kind of weird thing of like, how on earth would like the Avengers like tell explain how they went back in time and went to a, a parallel See, universe for a soul place and to collect us, they had to take a, give a soul to get it from you know. It's like they ain't gonna know all of that. 
I, I would Everyone just came... they would tell none of that. I'm sure they yeah. came up with their own story of what happened that's close enough to the truth. But yeah, I definitely would not be advertising it. We've got a working time travel machine. Uh, yeah. that, that no, that, that's not no. gonna. That would not be a good idea. No, definitely, definitely interesting. So obviously next week we'll be talking about that one. We'll be talking about Spider-Man. Um, also next week we've got Ron's Gone Wrong. will be another movie dropping on Wednesday, so it's going to be a busy day, but I'm not watching that on Wednesday, I don't think. Um, yeah, so that'll be another... Oh, we've got Fantastic as well on Wednesday, so another high... Yeah, that's, that's so far down my list to watch. I know, that's definitely like... <laughs> I'm gonna, I might watch it like Friday, but yeah, so there's not very high on my list of things to watch. I realize, like, if you've been hearing a slow rumbling, slowly getting louder through the whole episode, it was my bulldog that's underneath my feet just get, getting more and more sleepy and just snoring away. <laughs> she, she is a snorer. And she is a full snorer. We we have one of my uh, one of my teammates has a dog, and and uh, when they're doing their their daily updates, uh, you can definitely hear that just like snore going back and I've, I've definitely gotten messages from people who sit in on the meeting and it's the first time I was like what is that sound I think I took her out to the beach before we recorded to kind of tie her out a bit but I think I took it, tied her out a little bit too much but there we go so that is this week's episode we'll be back next week with another one the one after that is the Christmas episode we'll be a little a few days earlier than normal that's how we're going to be doing it but they won't, we're not missing any any episodes over the holidays and stuff. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week with another episode. As I said, go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe on the different platforms. Support us as well. Go vote in the 2021 Best of Awards. We want all of your opinions in there. And we shall see you guys soon. Laters. Later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.